The Greg Kelly Show. <clears throat> Hello. Uh, we would like to wish Enrique Sanchez no longer with us. 100 years old. A great man. Uh, peace is at hand. Uh, all right. Is that, I'm doing that out of admiration and respect. I like the guy a lot. Henry Kissinger. We have any Henry Kissinger? We got to get some Henry Kissinger dead at the age of a hundred. And I actually knew the guy. He was a very regular down to earth guy. I put it up on Instagram. Yeah. When somebody famous dies and there's a picture of me with that person, I'm usually going to put it up on Instagram. And I did. And I pointed out that I shot pool with the guy once. I played cards with the guy. I actually watched TV with the guy. We were in the same club. He's a member of the Brook Club. And we would uh, hang out from time to time over the past 20 years. And I just thought he was an amazing man. Knew so much. So insightful about Richard Nixon. And he told me this amazing story about um, Donald Trump. And I've shared this with many people. This has become kind of uh, part of accepted history. People know about it. But he's like, what do you think of um, Donald Trump? Right. And he'd met him over the years, but he saw him and he knew that he could do the job. And he said, what happens when he walks into the room? He is like an animal. He has total control. And this is what you need. These pinhead Ivy League fools with uh, briefing books who know nothing uh, this is not the way you command uh, authority. You get things done through force of personality. And this, he was like De Gaulle in this way. Um, and even though he was Ivy League himself, Harvard, he also was City College. He went to City College, regular guy. Uh, James Flippin, you want to be 100 someday? You know, that's a good question, Greg. A uh, hundred seems like a really long time to live, but uh, I guess it beats the alternative, as they say. Uh, I'm going to be 110. 110. A, f- a fortune teller once told me that. I should not have sat down with the fortune teller. I would not have. I would not do it today. Why uh, did it leave you unsettled? We, you know, those people practice dark arts. You really shouldn't hang around them. Uh, you really shouldn't. And they. And by the way, while you're there, they'll probably try to pickpocket you. So you don't want to sit down ever with a fortune teller. That stuff is, uh, I'm not saying, like, the thing is, it's like they kind of know a little bit what they're doing, but that's the power. That's the danger of it. It's not totally a fraud, but they're dancing with the devil almost literally. So stay the hell away from those people. Uh, let it happen naturally, okay? Uh, Dr. Kissinger was actually, he gave his big, he got his big job at the Pierre Hotel right here in New York. People forget when Richard Nixon was elected. We've had two presidents elected um, two people elected to the presidency who both lived on Fifth Avenue, Donald Trump, of course, and Richard Nixon. When he was elected in 1968, he was living in um, 810 Fifth Avenue, which is like 62nd Street and Fifth. Although that night he was at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel watching the uh, returns and all that stuff. But he set up transition headquarters just a couple of blocks away from where he lived, the Pierre Hotel, which is there right now. And that's where he would have these big uh, press conferences announcing, you know, this guy, you uh, I would like to introduce, uh, no, that's not a good uh, Nixon, but he would introduce, uh, you know, his Secretary of Defense, a guy named Melvin Laird and others. And I just thought it was, it's just a cool piece of history. And um, I think we have a little bit Henry Kissinger ready to go. Um, that voice, huh? That voice. What a man. 
You know, he uh, only in America, he pointed out, only in America could this happen. A guy like uh, him, a foreigner, mm-hmm. really, a foreigner, but he became an American uh, getting such a such a big job. I think, okay, this is the day he was actually appointed to the uh, the big job, National Security Advisor. Uh, can we hear this? Go ahead, please. Oh, shoot. I got, it's an old-timey TV report, and um, they, nobody does TV like that anymore. It was, it was better. It was actually better. And the reporters and the anchors had a better understanding of what the hell they were talking about. What do you mean by that? You mean it was like less polished, maybe less, less compartmentalized? What they have now is a template. What they have now is a template, and it's a computer template, and all day long they just fill in the blanks. Uh, and it's all about filling in the blanks. There it was like kind of understanding understanding what the hell was going on and then creating content to reflect what actually occurred. And there's something more real. If you watch a report from back then compared to a report today, you know, you, you, you really feel like you're, you're there. It's one of the fields where we have gone backwards. And you'll notice television news never really evolves. It evolved like in the 80s. And then it stopped. And one of the reasons why it stopped is because television news never takes any time off. There's no season. There's no, uh, yeah, all right. Listen to this. This is old-timey. I hope it's good after all this. Okay, go ahead. President-elect Nixon today appointed Professor Henry Kissinger of Harvard as his assistant for national security matters. At a news conference in New York, NBC News correspondent Herbert Kaplow asked Kissinger, whether he plans to urge a hard or soft line in negotiations with other countries. I have been uh, expressing my views uh, publicly on international affairs for the last 15 years, and I have tried to avoid labels like hard and soft and express my best judgment on the substance. Therefore, I find it very difficult to characterize myself I should emphasize, Mr. Kaplow, in answer to that question, that uh, one of the major responsibilities that uh, Dr. Kissinger will undertake will be to bring to the White House in his own small staff uh, points of view that are not uh, uh, compartmentalized. We want a broad spectrum within the White House staff. In addition to that, he is going to bring uh, to the president points of view outside the government, uh, the great well of knowledge that exists, for example, in the educational institutions and and in other areas in this nation, and also from experts in foreign policy abroad, which will be a new departure. Uh, I am one who likes to get a broad range of viewpoints expressed, and Dr. Kissinger has set up what I believe, or is setting up at the present time, a very exciting new procedure uh, for seeing to it that the next president of the United States uh, does not hear just what he wants to hear, uh, which is always a temptation for White House staffers, uh, but that he... Oh, that's it? They cut off Richard Nixon like that? Oh, well, uh, that was no soundbite. You see how long they let the people talk back then? Now they let them talk for eight seconds, four seconds, and then that's it. Um, That happened right on Fifth Avenue, and uh, it's interesting, um, you know, Nixon did appoint really smart people to these jobs. He wasn't afraid of their intellect. He he wasn't um, intimidated. He knew he was brilliant. Nixon was totally, totally, totally brilliant. Um, he actually got into Harvard. Not that that means whether you're brilliant or not, but he did. And people think erroneously that he was 
forever bitter about not going to Harvard because he couldn't go to Harvard because he didn't have enough money. He got an academic scholarship, but he didn't get a uh, uh, room and board. Housing, yeah. So he had to go to Little Whittier College in California, which is like down the block from his house. But he had a great time. Big man on campus. It doesn't matter. And um, uh, you you compare it to these, forgive me, midgets that are at the White House. Jake Sullivan. He's a a full-time political guy. Full-time Hack is the word. Hack. And uh, there's a giant. A giant. He was gigantic. And here he is talking to the fake news. Now, he was always a little bit too cozy with the media elite, right? He was fascinated by them. He craved their attention and their approval. Uh, But he also wanted to do the right thing by the country, which didn't always (laughs) earn their approval. Let's listen to uh, 60 Minutes from a couple of years ago. Henry Kissinger. You are still probably, today even, one of the most famous men in the world. It's true. Recognized everywhere. It wasn't long before you came in the Nixon White House that you were, I hope you're not insulted by this, but kind of like a nerdy professor at Harvard. Egghead. Egghead. That's true. Power has a certain attraction, apparently. (laughs) Is power an aphrodisiac? Yes, I think it is. He was in the limelight and got so much publicity, he often upstaged and thereby irked Nixon, especially when Time magazine made the president's assistant co-man of the year. When Kissinger heard of the decision, he says he was horrified and called the editor five times. And begged him, which I'm sure had never happened in the history of time, (laughs) to take me off the cover and make Nixon sole man of the year. Kissinger is generally regarded as a brilliant strategist who had the idea that he could shuffle the cards to the advantage of the United States. But his critics say he was too secretive, and that while he understood the use of power, his approach to diplomacy gave short shrift to human rights and democratic ideals. You know, your son told us that your approach to diplomacy, your emphasis on balance of power, came from your experiences in Nazi Germany. (laughs) My son wasn't alive then. Uh, He knows you pretty well, and this is his analysis. I'm going to ground him. No, you're not going to ground him. (laughs) I don't think it's as simple as that I saw a disintegration of order. Then I go around the world, and all I want is order, never mind what it does to human beings, which is the way uh, some of my critics put the case. Uh, That just isn't true. All right, good. Even there, he was really smart, James, right? What do you think? I mean, that fake news reporter, what a jerk, trying to ask him questions of the family. Just talk to him. You're sitting down with him for 50 minutes, just 60 minutes, don't you think? Yeah, I, I feel like, and maybe he was just a little too smart for that, but, you know, there's this game that, this gotcha game that so many in the news media like to play. You know what I mean? It's not actually about, like, kind of like you referenced that earlier where you said uh, TV used to just kind of let it run. You know what I mean? Like let let the audience have some credibility and, you know, give them some credit that they could understand what's going on. But instead, sometimes it seems like there's these games where, you know, the media wants to play this, you know, oh, gotcha. It caught you in a caught you in a corner there. And suddenly somehow the media, they, they think if you're interviewing somebody like Henry Kissinger, that you might know more than him or you might know more than the senator or you might know more than Donald Trump, which is a fatal error. They always thought. You know, they never gave him credit. He's the president. Maybe he has information that we don't have. You know, he said it without evidence. Without evidence, the president, well, okay, here's some evidence. Oh, that's baseless. Here's some more evidence. That's been debunked. 
Okay, here's some more evidence. That's misinformation. <laughs> I just, uh, I love it. I love it. I love the, I mean, I just, I love the shining a light on the hypocrisy. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say about Dr. Kissinger. I got a great picture of uh, the two of us on Instagram. If you're into Instagram, at Greg Kelly. Look at that map. Look at that map of Brooklyn right there, right? Look at this map. Isn't that the worst map you've ever seen? All right, let me tell you what the fake news does. This is uh, something else that's thoughtless. They want to show <laughs> they just they want to show where a crime happened. So they have just a, a million city blocks and in the middle it says happened here, Brooklyn. It, it looked like a piece of newspaper. It like was it, <laughs> they stink. Hey, George Stephan uh, not Stephanopoulos, uh Santos. Santos. I like that guy. I really do. Do we have uh, here he is defending himself and George, I like his style a lot. He told by my count Joe Biden has told at least a million and a half more lies than George Santos. I'm serious. Now, what you're talking about is personal background and like Everything. stuff like that. Everything. This guy's fine. Everybody's getting all bent out of shape. Let me hear. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about consistency. We have a member of Congress that earlier this year took a plea deal to obstructing a congressional hearing. That's not the plea deal he took, right? I'm kidding. He took a plea deal for pulling a fire alarm. A fire alarm which obstructed and delayed an official hearing yeah. and proceeding on the House floor. Now, had that been any other person, had it been one of the members of the media, had it been a Republican member of Congress, we all know that that person would have been filed, would have been charged with obstructing a congressional hearing. Just like the somewhat 140 people sitting in prison right now because of January 6th. But Jamal Bowman gets a pass. That's why today at noon... I'm going to be introducing a privilege motion for expulsion of convicted and uh, guilty pleaded uh, Congressman Jamal Bowman. And I stand there. I think that that's consistency. Let's hold our own accountable, but let's make sure that we do it with the president of the House. Now, if the House wants to start different precedent and expel me, that is going to be the undoing of a lot of members of this body. Because this will haunt them in the future where mere allegations are sufficient to have members removed from office when duly elected by their people in their respective states and districts. You said it, George. Hang in there. I like him. Congressman George Santos. Yeah, he screwed up. He made some mistakes. Uh, but you can't eject somebody. This is a big, big deal, getting rid of somebody in Congress. And, uh, you know, I'd be sticking up. Even if AOC was in this jam right now, I might stick up for her. I don't like this at all. And, I yeah, I got a soft spot for her. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. This is the Greg Kelly Show. I'm trying. How many members of Congress can I even name other than the Speaker, Jim Jordan, uh, uh, and Santos? I'm not. Th- I can't. Oh, Matt Gates. We like him. Oh, James. You're, you're talking Republicans only. 
I'm talking to the good ones. Oh, okay. The good ones. I'm looking at Ken Buck. I'm sick of Ken Buck. Jim Jordan, you said MRI? I liked him. Yep, okay. yep, 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 yep. All right, so what the hell happened last night? I saw conflicting reports about the riots. Mm. Uh, were they around the Rock Center tree? Were they around the Fox News tree? So they were around the Fox News tree right there at the News Corp building um, along 6th Avenue. Basically, you know, cops set up those long metal interlocking bollards, Barriers, whatever you want to call them. French gates. French, French gates. Yep. Okay. And in essence, um, you know, these protesters that were sent there by um, In Our Lifetime is the organization that immobilized them. Uh, called for these, you know, the Midtown area to be flooded by pro-Palestinian protesters. Now, they didn't make it all the way to the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, which is what? In between Fifth Avenue and, and Sixth Avenue. They were along Sixth Avenue. There in front of the Fox News building, which has a big tree. How many of these crazy anti-Semite pro-terrorist idiots were arrested? Seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. I saw like 100,000 out there making main. And it seemed to me like they were kind of getting into it with the cops and getting violent and, and, you know, potentially committing assault. But uh, from what I've been told, it's actually just summonses that were given to these six adults and one juvenile. I saw they were going at it really, really intensely. Uh, really? That's it? That's it. Nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. Nothing more. I put a call heck? in early this morning. I called DCPI back. I said no upgraded charges, no criminal charges. No. You know what this is from? Eric. Eric. I kicked those crackers ass, man. Him. Light touch, light touch. De Blasio, the same thing. This goes right back to him because, you know, Eric, you know, yeah, he he says all the right things. That's it, you dummies. I'm sorry. Over there at the New York Post editorial board, I like you guys 80% of the time, but you have totally missed it on Eric Adams. And you thought, ooh, impressive guy. He's saying all the right things. Yeah, to you. And then he turns around and says something totally different. It doesn't matter. As long as he's getting it that he's a fool. And, yeah, actually – in his heart, I think he is a racist. Uh, I know it. I know it. So uh, so he let these uh, terrorist sympathizers go. Yep. Seven of them arrested. What was, was the other, what was the other thing? Uh, congestion pricing. The details are out. It's going to cost you 15 extra bucks to drive south of 60th Street probably next spring. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. You don't think it's going to actually happen? I'm going to I'm, I'm going to have to get involved. There, I are, mean, there I, are some lawsuits. No, not happening. Uh, no, no. Uh, thank you. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Well, this is important and it's big. And uh, once again, the House Oversight Committee is doing its job when it comes to uh, Biden family corruption. The Biden, cr- excuse me, crime family. You know, we have seen uh, employees of the federal government. You know, whistleblowers come forward. Those guys from the IRS and they had their concerns about Joe Biden big time and uh, Hunter Biden. The investigation they came forward and there were hearings and. Uh, I thought they were great witnesses, very effective, important testimony. Uh, but they are government employees. They work for the IRS, which makes me a little bit suspicious right off the bat. Uh, again, I do think they're good guys, a little bit, little bit suspicious. And one thing about government employees, uh, even the, uh, the the ones who are non-political, they're very, very political. All right, they're more political than your run-of-the-mill person, just by. Virtue of living in Washington, D.C., right? And, and just all that stuff. They're political. They watch it a little bit more closely than regular people. 
So some were pointing out, well, these guys, they probably have a bias one way or the other against Joe Biden or for Joe Biden. And I actually understand a little bit of that. I do. I do. I do. I think the information was great. I think they were great. But still, when you work for the government and you come forward, the whistleblower thing, it's been totally overblown. Whistleblower. Everybody's a whistleblower. There's a million different ways to turn people in in Washington, D.C. You know, when you get in the back of a cab. And uh, there are like 16 different ways you can uh, complain about the driver. You know, you can log on to dot.nyc. You can go call 311. You could do this. You could do that. Uh, it's like everywhere you go in Washington, D.C., there's a way to, uh, you know, anonymous tip line. Uh, there's the, the, you know, the, uh, the inquiry line, the email. You can just do a half of Washington is investigating the other half of Washington. But this is special and different. In 2018, a person working at a bank, a private sector employee whose job it is to make sure that nobody is using the bank to, say, do anything illegal, like launder money. He notices something, or she, we don't have his name, but I have the email. And you know what I love most about this email? Dot com. It's from a dot com. It's a bank dot com. We don't know what bank, but bank dot com. To others who work at the bank. These are private sector employees. And let's see, the investigator, the dot-com bank employee, sends it to everybody else. Hudson West, wire transfer order, $1 million to Owasco. Importance, high. Hello, everybody. We have been monitoring the subject customer due to the PEP designation and observations on the account activity as well as recent negative news Indicate this entity to be high risk. Now we'll get to the entity as an account that's uh, owned by Hunter Biden. Okay, listen to this. Since the initial funding of five million dollars from Northern International Capital Holdings (HK) Hong Kong on August eighth of seventeen twenty seventeen, it was described as a business loan, but we noted at the time there was no loan document submitted. That was suspicious right there. $5 million, where's the documentation for this being a loan or a loan repayment? None. And banks, and when it's of this nature, I guess they ask for that kind of stuff. Now, since that $5 million was deposited, this commercial bank investigator, again, a private employee, writes the following. The funds in the account have primarily funded 16 wires, ranging from $157,000 to $400,000, totaling $2.9 million to various LLCs, including Clearing Services LLC and Owasco PC, a law firm in Washington, D.C. These payments were indicated as management fees and reimbursements. We find it unusual that approximately 58% of the funds were transferred to the law firm in a few months, and the frequency of payments appear erratic. These are people who sit around looking at accounts and activity all day long. They know when something is up. And this is Hunter Biden's. They know something is up. Now, it was previously indicated that Hudson West LLC does not currently have any investment projects at this time, which raises further concerns as millions in fees are being paid, but the ben- uh, but does not appear to have any services rendered. They're not doing anything for all these fees being paid. There have been negative news regarding the beneficial owner of Owasco PC, 
Robert Hunter Biden, son of the former vice president, Joe Biden, regarding allegations by his ex-wife that there were financial concerns about his extravagant spending on his own interests, drugs, strip clubs, prostitutes, etc., which may put his family in a deep financial hole. Pretty interesting. These guys are savvy, right? It's not just looking at the accounts. They got to take in information, open source information, the newspaper. More recent negative news indicate China targeting children of politicians and purchase of political influence through sweetheart deals, specifically Hunter Biden's $1.5 billion deal with the Chinese state to establish a private equity firm in which they manage the funds uh, over time and make huge fees. The management company's purpose is to invest in companies that benefit Chinese, the Chinese government. This is pretty wild, folks, and I love this guy. We'll probably never know his name, but he's got more common sense, more knowledge, and more, I guess, chutzpah, audacity, you know, boldness, and that's good. He's telling his colleagues. Journalists certainly won't tell their readers any of this stuff. The, uh, the activity on the account appears unusual with no current business purpose. And along with the recent negative news, along with negative news regarding Dr. Patrick Ho Chi Ping's trial in the below email, may require reevaluation of the bank, name is redacted, relationship with the customer for your comment. So this is an internal email. The House Oversight Committee has it. It's from 2018. And a couple of things about 2018. What was happening? Well, Donald Trump was president. Joe Biden was an ex-vice president. He wasn't even running for president at that time. What was he? Free to cash in. You know, when he was pre- when he was vice president, he had to keep a low profile. But <clears throat> what was he? In 2018, he's 76 years old. Nobody thinks that Joe Biden's going to run for president. He's too old. Forget it. He was not the favored guy. It looked like it was all over for Joe when he left Washington on uh, January 20th, 2017. And that's actually when all these transactions were going on in full. That's six years ago before he became a candidate. He wanted to make as much money as possible. This is a big deal. This is like the umpteenth smoking gun that they have uh, uncovered. And, okay, Greg, well, where's the conversation about this? Why isn't the New York Times talking about it? Why isn't Fox News talking about it? And this, folks, this is the problem. It's the dirty little secret of conservative media. If the New York Times doesn't say that it's news, then it's not news. Now, if they do say that it's news, what conservative media do is just take the opposite position. That we, we, we poke holes in what they've said, right? No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're doing it wrong. They should do it this way. But if they don't make it an issue, we have nothing to poke holes in. So it just floats away. And... I saw a really stark example of this on Fox News last night where they didn't say boo about this thing. They were talking about the the Christmas tree and the Snoopy ice skating rink and and Brett Baer did a hideously stupid and boring and wrong report about the moon. It was just I love the moon and I could not believe how bad this thing was. Uh, Brett Baer, I'm told, did he just buy or sell a house for like $80 million? <laughs> Brett Baer, uh, nice guy, but uh, he'll put you to sleep and doesn't know much. And I could not, I was astonished at how bad this report was. I mean, just the basics of uh, television production weren't met. 
and uh, they're throwing around a lot of money. But you know what? Fox News can do that because it's like a utility. It's just it, like everybody has it. And if you're of a certain political persuasion, you'll put it on TV. Better conservative content, you may have to hunt around for it. You may have to look around for it, right? Uh, Tony in Clifton, New Jersey, welcome back. Hi, Greg Kelly. I did want to tell you, I think Brett Baer moved because he wanted to get away from Donald Trump in the West Palm area. Um, some people say that, but we don't know. But that's just an aside. Wait, what? No he moved what? Because... He was living in West Palm Beach. Is that the house you're referring to, Brett Bear? No, I, 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 no. He what did he do? He sold. No, he bought a big house in Palm Beach. He used to have a big house in Washington D.C. My point is, it's totally disgusting to me that a guy of such average ability is throwing uh, throwing around that kind of money. It's it's really amusing. It's it, it's amusing to me. It really is kind of funny, and it exemplifies. How superficial and weird and out of touch uh, Washington, D.C. is. But whatever. Anyway, uh, good for him. (coughs) Excuse me. So what's your point other than uh, that stuff? So the subject of my call is being in touch. So, you know, it's really, to me, it was so critical when we lost Henry Kissinger because right now the world is on fire and we could use a man, you know, of his talents and abilities. And I was really thinking, you know, how how kind of ironic it is that with the world on fire, one of the most pivotal people in our history is gone. And looking back, Greg, uh, George Schultz was the Secretary of State under Ronald Reagan. He also served in other posts under Richard Nixon. Don't tell me he was Secretary of Labor under Richard Nixon, and I think he might have been Health and Human Services he was an all-round brainiac and, oh, by the way, a Marine who saw combat, I believe, in World War II. But keep going. He was amazing. And he um, he actually passed away a couple of years ago in 21 at the age of 100 also, which was kind of interesting to me. And his legacy was, was so amazing that Henry Kissinger on his website, he spoke about George Schultz. As someone who was just so pivotal in our country's history with the Cold War, um, Gorbachev said he did as much for the Cold War as Ronald Reagan did. And Henry Kissinger thought he was just a wise and discerning – he had a wise and discerning heart. Mm. And he accomplished more with the nuclear war. war. George Schultz was a hell of a guy. I agree. And he prayed, Greg. He was a man of prayer. And he said a simple prayer once that Henry Kissinger always remembered. And he said something like, dear Lord, let this let this deal go through. You know, he had like prayer time. And I think that's what we need. We have no one who has the ability to make peace and make peace through prayer and strength. And I think Henry Kissinger acknowledged it, and as we look to Henry Kissinger... I never heard Henry Kissinger talk too much about that, to be honest. I didn't. But I just didn't. I like your point you made. I'm going to come back to it in just a moment. I am going to say this about George Schultz. For all of his abilities and attributes, he could be fooled by anybody. He could be scammed by anybody, like... Like, just like, you know, we can fall for it sometimes. He fell for it. You know that woman, uh, what's her name? Oh, shoot. Holmes, Elizabeth Holmes. She started that crazy company, Theranos, right? It was a total scam. 
She said, all I need is like a little prick of blood, a little, little, I prick your finger and I get a little bit of blood, a little dot of blood, and we can analyze, you know, for uh, everything. We can analyze for cancer. We can analyze for uh, for cholesterol. All we need. It would revolutionize medicine. And she went around uh, getting money from big shots because uh, it was such an intriguing idea. But more importantly, she was pretty. And she, uh, you know, talked the talk. Um, and I, I, I'm amazed that people as smart as George Schultz fell for it. She's in jail right now. It was just a great big scam. Uh, isn't that interesting? Now, going back to the stuff about uh, prayer, yeah, call on God at any time. And I want to show you something. I want to read something to you that someone sent to me and that I heard today, actually. And, you know, people say, where do you go to the Bible? Well, try this one. It's easy to remember. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his laws he meditates both day and night. Anyway, look, I'm no biblical scholar or expert, but get close to God, and he will take care of a lot of these things. He will take care of stuff for us. He will. Put it on God. And uh, we're not meant to go through this life on our own. Hope I'm not sounding luxury or whatever. I struggle and I'm all over the place and I can be rude and everything like that. I'm no better than anybody, but I'm a lot better uh, since I cracked that book open. <laughs> it was sitting on my shelf for so long. Tony, thank you. Uh, final thoughts? You hung up on Tony? Oh, mm. oh. You know, the way you did that, it sounds like she hung up on me. Um, all right. That was my fault. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, all's good. All's good. Hey, the great big debate between pretty boy Gavin Newsom and, uh, DeSantis. Who's going to win? Uh, DeSantis better mop the floor with that guy. Uh, enough of the promise. I want to see DeSantis deliver. I know he can just do it. Be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, uh, we have a very goofy congressman. His name is Dan Goldman. Uh, have you heard about this guy? He's almost as bad as Jamal Bowman, who pulled the fire alarm. Uh, Dan Goldman is—he's hysterical. Just about any time, he's a—he's a Democrat from Brooklyn and uh, a rich kid. Uh, you know, had enough money, bought himself a congressional seat, and he's running around today trying to say still. That the that the Biden uh, laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop, is Russia disinformation. The nerve of that guy! This thing, you know, it has now been verified by everybody from the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, in addition to the FBI, uh, CIA. Everybody knows this is legit, and he's still, you know, what he's doing? He's casting aspersions on Rudy Giuliani, and Rudy Giuliani has become appropriately so quite litigious these days. And maybe he will sue Dan Goldman. Uh, there's a uh, hearing going on about government censorship, which did happen during the 2020 campaign and certainly during COVID. If you said something the government didn't like, uh, the government would alert Twitter and Twitter would comply and shadow ban and or uh, remove content. Facebook did the same thing and it had an enormous impact. And they're trying to come to terms of what just how big an impact the oldest newspaper in the country got a great scoop. 
Hunter Biden engaged in possible corruption and they had hard evidence and they would not allow that story to be promulgated on social media. That's a damn crime and it's a violation of the First Amendment. My God. All right. Here's Dan Goldman. Uh, hysterical Dan Goldman. You have no idea. You know you hard drives can that be it's a manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participating in a conspiracy to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. The problem is that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. Well, what's the evidence that and that happened? What's well, there the is actual evidence of it, but the point is it's There's not no the evidence same thing. So you're engaging in a conspiracy. I'm glad you, you have no idea. You know you hard drives. There is actual evidence. You can you can manipulate hard drives. Yeah, right. How did Rudy Giuliani put those pictures of Hunter Biden with the crack and the prostitutes in that thing or the text messages or any of that stuff? This is so ludicrous. But you know what? Uh, Goldman is just sticking with the party line that was created by all those defensive the, the intelligence officials and Joe Biden himself. Well, he and Rudy, his old good friend, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Remember when he couldn't say the name Giuliani, he mispronounced it Giuliani. Uh, it's a it's a Russia campaign it's a russia disinformation campaign such liars i have no respect whatsoever for the intelligence community none zero i'm sorry how many times how many times can they screw over america how many times 9-11 iraq 2020 election it must be gutted just like what's his name harry truman warned us harry truman warned us about this a long time ago Kamala Harris made a fool of herself yesterday. We'll get to that in a little bit. She was at the New York Times uh, still talking about root causes of immigration, uh, the migration problem, and she wants to get to Guatemala and make sure everybody has high-speed Internet access and that somehow is going to stop the migration crisis. Uh, We're also going to take a look at (laughs) imagine if Gavin Newsom were 40 pounds overweight and bald. Where would he be? And why did Joe Biden make fun of Christianity yesterday in Colorado? And why isn't he saying anything about the anti-Semitism that is flourishing in America? We saw it on display last night in the biggest, greatest city in the world. You know, there are more Jews in New York City than there are in Jerusalem. And we're seeing this rage all around us. The mayor is weak on this issue, incredibly weak. Joe Biden pretends it's not happening. And when it comes to matters of faith, and I'm going to go through this later on a video, all he does is mock it, quite frankly, mock it. He does this thing if he says something, uh, you know, overly aggressive or political or even playful. He, he makes the sign of the cross. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And now it always gets a good laugh. It always when he talks about forgiveness, that's that's how he talks about it, making a joke about it. And the other thing he does is brag about knowing Pope Francis. Uh, he's not somebody I'm not. I just and Pope Francis and all the crazy stuff. That's the Pope. That's the Pope. And he always been bragging. You know, he knew this Pope. He knew that Pope. That's what politicians do. Tell you about everybody they know and how important they are. So a lot of big things going on. Hey, where is Donald Trump lately? I feel like he's kept a low profile for the past 16 hours, right? We need an update. We need him back on Twitter. I like True Social, but come on, get back in the game. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. 
Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.